retro anime. How did we find it? How does it hold up? Unpacking the ins and outs of being an old school nerd, and proving that 80s kids can't remember a damn thing right. These are the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd. Welcome to Mindless Midlife Means of the Anime Nerd. I'm Rick, and I'm joined by the rest of our panel, Vic, Brian, and Lynette. How's it going this week, everyone? Hello, everyone. Excellent. Uh, in this episode, we continue our celebration of Hayao Miyazaki and Ghibli Fest as we navigate the refuge of the spirits. Today, we are talking about Spirited Away. This episode and several of our Ghibli Fest episodes break from our norm. Uh, this is because several of the films in Ghibli Fest this year our post-2000 releases, but uh, we're making a special exception to uh, help celebrate Miyazaki uh, as he releases his yet, what, like, third attempt at retiring? This is whatever movie. Okay. So, that is a national treasure. That's the right. He's a world <laughs> treasure, yeah. <laughs> uh, so Spirited Away is a 2001 Japanese animated fantasy film written and directed by Hayao Miyazaki and animated by, of course, Studio Ghibli. Plot surrounds the uh, story of Chihiro, a 10-year-old girl who, while moving to a new neighborhood, enters the world of the Kami. Uh, and after her parents are turned into pigs by a witch, she takes a job working at a bathhouse to try and find a way to free herself and her parents and return to this human world. So yeah, this movie is a big fucking deal. So get right <laughs> out the gate and say it. <laughs> yeah, this movie was a very big deal. Uh, this uh, movie was the highest grossing film in Japan for almost 20 years. Uh, it's one of the only hand-drawn animated features to win an Academy Award. It's it's on everybody's top movie lists. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a very big deal. Well, the fact that, you know, it's visually stunning doesn't hurt it either. Mm-hmm. No, for sure. And, is, uh, I agree with that. Just, I was... I was holding on to that, but man, it's really beautiful. I was like, ah, really beautiful. Yeah, yeah it this, is stunning. This movie uh, is successful at taking bre- the, your breath away over and over and over again. I, I One of the notes I wrote down right away was background artists don't get paid enough. And that was, no. <laughs> was basically mm-hmm. every, every shot of this movie. And that's I, something I've always hated about background art. And, and revered and, you know, wished I wish I was much better at doing is that some of these background paintings are on screen for maybe six seconds and never used again. And mm-hmm. each one is a f- desktop wallpaper worthy. Like there's no bad art in <laughs> these movies. Everything is so clean, so crisp. My favorite was when, they, when, when the throne was coming in. Oh my god! Beautiful. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it this. So this is one of uh, this. This thing is the second film where uh, Studio Ghibli started experimenting with uh, computer-generated imagery uh, being blended in with their films, and uh, most of the time it was used for moving backgrounds, taking those amazing paintings and having them be able to to scroll across screen in a natural way. So the characters could you know, interact with the environment. It's like could be seen a lot um, in some of the scenes, like when Chihiro's crossing the bridge. The bridge just keeps like move, rolling into the foreground. Like that's that sort of rolling background technique. I forgot what it was called, but um, 
they used it on that and Princess Mononoke were the first like two instances they really started using Deep Canvas. That was the name. It was called Deep Canvas. Pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff. But they were very conscious about not using it in a way that it would detract from all the hard work of everybody, you know? So it was it was really great. It was a good instance of using the technology in such a way as to accentuate uh, all the effort. I don't I don't have I mean, go ahead. So, question for you. Shoot. I imagine you have a whole format for how we should do the show. I this is a hard one for me because I obviously, you know, our usual gimmick is for me to break down the plot, kind of go through this point by point, act by act. And and as much as I want to do that, my notes are kind of everywhere uh, with this one, because this this movie does mean a lot to me. It's it, uh, artistically, story wise, it's, it's very near and dear to my heart. So I don't I kind of wrote notes as I was thinking and I'd be watch, rewatching the movie and I would write notes for things that I knew were coming like. 20 minutes later, just because it came to my head. I'm like, well, let me write that down. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's my one note is a hot mess. So, <laughs> so I am, I am open to discussion on this. Uh, yeah. If you got something you want to talk about, bring it on. I have a, I have a suggestion. Right? Shoot. I think we should royally piss off everybody in, in Ghibli town and then redeem it with ending with the great stuff about it. Let's just go say you do the things that annoyed us about it. All right. It's not going to be the final thing that we say. All right. I, I, okay, I, that's I, easy enough. I mean, that'll kill like three minutes. Appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Brian, I, I encourage you to start. Tell me tell me some of your frustrations with, with Spirited Away. I hated Chihiro's Tears. I thought there was a scaling issue on the tears. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they were huge, but they were fluid. <laughs> look, look, look. I was like, seriously, she was crying. She was going to be dehydrated or loss of blood or something. That was one really, yeah. I, now, I get it. I get it. All right. Yeah, no, I get it. I, it's uh, to comment to it. I, it, they did the same thing in Totoro. Uh, the tears right. are a little bit, a little bit bigger in this one, but it's. I, I want to say, and I, I can only, you know, guess, uh, best guess that use it as a way to convey the severity of the emotional weight. You know what I mean? Like she's, she's not just crying; she's, she's dropping crocodile tears. Like that's how emotionally. You know, crocodile. Those are those are straight prehistoric animals. <laughs> yeah, those are straight up T Rex tears. Yeah, yeah. Those are. They're huge. They are. They do. Yeah, it's a common thread in uh in Ghibli, along with a couple other little things, little tiny things that they do. Um, one of the things they do. No, no, I'm gonna save it because it's it's a thing I love. So we're not gonna do that. We're gonna talk about things we didn't love. Uh, <laughs> I, I got I got I got a couple more, but I don't want to overload everybody. And next thing you know, people are looking to kill me. I don't want that to happen. I think sure. we should. Be on the top. We should all have to say something negative about this film. Oof, that's a tough one. Okay, uh, I'll jump in. Okay, Vic, go for it. Okay, so the one thing that really irked me—it's the only thing that irked me—is she has spent roughly less than ten minutes on screen with Haku. Right? Mm-hmm. How the hell does she have true love for him enough to break a spell? 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. She, I, I mean, they didn't have a whole lot of on-screen time together, and the first few minutes was him, you know, trying to protect, you know, just trying to sneak her in, and the rest of it, he was bleeding all over the place. I feel like it's a because I'm, I'm going to make it my mission to defend this. I feel like it's a uh, a mistranslation of sorts. Uh, we think of true love like Romeo and Juliet, true love, and I think. Uh, excuse mean, me. You mean Princess Bride? Thank you. There you go. Absolutely, Princess Bride and love, true love follow you forever um i feel like it's it's meant to be a pure love like like that of a a A child to a parent or you know like a like the purest kind of like a girl to her puppy you know what i mean like those those sorts of pure moments of love where you want to just compare how cool to a puppy i sure did i sure did um Send all your hate mail to Kaiju of the Grotto uh, Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I, so, so that's the way I interpreted it. It was not that she was romantically in love with Haku because she's ten. You know, it's, it, it, I thought of it more as as the enduring, pure kind of love, the 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 honest love that comes between you know uh, people that you you're not necessarily romantically involved with, but you know emotionally attached to. So that that's how I interpreted it. Uh, a love is is a type of love that will make you come back and start a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it, is, it is a type of love that will make you just realize there's two episodes of Butt Attack Punisher and you gotta share it with everybody and we watch it. That's <laughs> right. there you go. That's the love. That's the, the love. <laughs> If we weren't going to die before, we're going to die now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's that's the way I interpreted it. But I do agree that when the translation, it comes off a little washy. You're like, what? true love? Like, really? Like, I don't know. Okay. Lynette, Lynette, do you have something? It's your turn. I'm, I'm... Except your offering, Vic. <laughs> no, I I can only offer up. I watched it with my mom and grandmother, so we we enjoyed that. And nice. my mom went, why all the stinky and why did they have to vomit a lot? So that was the. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm going, to, I'm going to steal her statements because I actually <laughs> enjoyed the whole movie. So. Yeah, no, I can't. I, I, I can't defend that. She's not wrong. There's a lot of vomiting. <laughs> but it's also so fluidly animated. Yeah, very, very well animated vomiting. But so even you know the most disgusting of things in the movie is still beautifully animated. Yeah, so you know, we, you know it's good when my mom just goes, oh, oh. <laughs> you know what we we talk about in like more of our like uh, more destructive. We could talk about beautiful destruction. Yeah. Right. We could say beautiful. What do you say for this beautiful beautifully biology? Disgusting. <laughs> beautifully disgusting. <laughs> Disgusting. Beautifully disgusting. <laughs> All right. I guess if I'm going to go, I'm going to go in heavy on this. I, one of the heavy. things that I did not like about the film was how vague they made No Faces corruption. Like, you don't know for sure what's happening. Like, what, how did he go ape? And it, for me, especially, I, I'm also dumb as a, a stump in a redwood forest it is it took me repetitive viewings to really hone in on what was happening with that character and why did he go from 
nice guy on the bridge that handed her some tokens to holy shit he's fucking eating people and mm-hmm. uh that's not really explained it's for the viewer to discover and and i think that if there was a, a slight i could give the film that'd be it is that they really should have maybe held kids hands a little bit more on that one because it's a it's a far heavier tone the whole idea about this movie was that Miyazaki made it to have a heroine for the 10 year old girls uh, that were family friends that would come out to his cottage or to his cabin in the summer. And if he was making a movie for 10 year old girls, I feel like that corruption of no face should have been a little bit clearer and less vague. That's my, my one negative I can possibly come up with. So, well, to be fair, you're also a major two uh, No Face fan. So, oh yeah, I'm, I am hard on the No Face train, my boy. Um, <laughs> boy blue. For those that don't know, Rick is uh, dressed up as No Face multiple times for Halloween. Oh hell yeah, yeah, I use the hell out of that costume, and and I think the coolest one of the coolest costumes I ever saw made was uh, Adam from MythBusters. Yeah, he did the whole he did his own No Face thing on YouTube. Oh, highly recommend it. It's so good. And made me insanely jealous of my cheesy ass version, because <laughs> he's got like the articulating mouth with the tail. Like it's so good. Yeah. So that's it. it I am a big No Face uh, fan, and I is the more I watch this film, more I like that character, just because of all the things he represents. So, like this was actually some of the first things I could actually successfully cosplay at my level. <laughs> Uh, um, not no being face? The, yeah, you know. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. No face is an easy cosplay. I'm just saying, but but it's it's not it's not just the costume. It's all about the performance, man. You got to be able to uh, mm-hmm. uh, with the best of them. <laughs> right, 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 right. I mean, really, like, where do I get the little gold bits from? I mean, what what am I gonna do? My candy first... coins, candy coins. <laughs> not, not candy. I did like gold bits. So you remember my first... that candy though? Like you remember that candy, right? It was like little gold nuggets and it was bubblegum. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, my thought was to buy a whole bunch of Dollar General uh drill bits. Like uh like from like a ratchet screwdriver and spray them gold. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Hey, we have to wreck some teeth. <laughs> well, I mean to be fair, you shouldn't be eating the gold anyway. So I guess that's that tracks. <laughs> So, is this the part where I say I have two, a couple of issues? Yeah, go ahead. No, no, you're only allowed one. It's a Ghibli movie. <laughs> all I've got, that's all I've got. This is like, I don't think I have anything else I could possibly give this movie a slide for. So, go ahead, Brian. All right. So, Yababa. Yeah. Yababa. Um, Yababa, somebody woke the baby. Yeah. The baby. That means... Somebody slept with your mama. <laughs> Recently. <laughs> hey, she was a witch. She could have willed that baby into existence. I don't know. Let's let's Look. go down this rabbit hole. Yeah, somebody tapped that. <laughs> like, I did not need that visual in my head at all, ever <laughs> in my life. Even, even, even old bathhouse running bitches need love. It's a thing. <laughs> Look, look, all I'm saying is with the levels like that, a blowjob from her could kill somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you it was the one dude that no face ate. 
<laughs> that brown nose and little fucker. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, all right. My second, my third problem, I, I feel like I need to keep track. Yeah. Is they never really explain not just no face, but how the other servants are there. What exactly, how did they get there? Are they spirits? Are they human? You know? Well, to them, humans stink, so I'm pretty sure they're all spirits. I think you're meant to infer that most of the creatures in this world are some kind of kami, right? They're all spirits mm -hmm. of one nature, one sort or another, with the exception of the human girls working the bathhouse. And I, I think you're meant to infer that those are girls who've forgotten their names and work perpetually for Yubaba, as was intended to happen to Chihiro. So people like Lin, Lin is Chihiro, just she failed to get out. So she, that now she lives there like that. And I think that's uh, several of the other girls in the bathhouse. And that's, so there's this whole subtext about treating her as another, you know, a, a different, you know, as, oh, she's a human. And, and you, you're looking at these characters going, Ish, you a human. Like, but it's, <laughs> she's been there so long. She doesn't smell like a human. She's forgotten what, you know, hum, what it is to even be human. Like they, they've been there, they've caught in this work world. And and that's they're just slaves to the system. So, which brings up a very something that is just it irks me. Right, mm -hmm. we live in a world where we hell we're constantly surrounded or reminded that humanity is bad. Right, sure, yeah. And you have spirits like Haku, who's looking up for for a girl. Apparently, who he knows the name of, and he's known her for a long time. Sure, I'll let that slide. But um, spirits are supposed to have been able to share the world with us. Is that I'm supposed to infer that as well? That you know what we have this place right here where that's completely devoid of humanity, right? But there got there has to be some level of humanity that they aspire to or they love or if they're spirits they should be nurturing for a while but right now it feels like just a punishment to be human and well yeah hey Go brian ahead. have you met humanity lately <laughs> no no I, I he he did he did preface with the fact that we suck um <laughs> so yeah yeah brian you're not wrong but i think the the, the difference is or the thing you have to understand and i'm i am by no means an expert I'm not armchair experting this. I'm not mansplaining this. I don't have a clue what I'm fucking talking about. This is just based on my rudimentary understanding of the culture. Is that the kami of Japan, the spirits, they are, are not gods per se. They're, they're Spirits is the best way to describe them. And they can be malevolent. They can be kind. They can be just as roundabout and weird as every human being that you've ever met. So some of them are straight up dicks do really shitty things to people. Some of them are endearing and protective, and those are the ones that are revered. And when you go to a shrine uh, and you, you pray to a kami, uh, you're not praying necessarily for something. You're praying out of respect for that, uh, that kami. You're revering them. You're giving them their due, basically. And you, you pay their coin, you offer tribute, and, and all of these things go to rent, you know, to that kami and i think you can infer sort of like with haku specifically 
he has nowhere in the human world to go, right? His, his, where he was and who he was in the human world is gone. It's been destroyed. So he's... It's apartment complexes now. Yeah, so yeah. he's stuck there. I think you, you can be meant to infer that a lot of Kami are stuck there and probably not very happy with the way humans have been behaving. So they're looked down on in a lot of ways. And a few, sure, there are Kami who are probably totally chill with the humans, like the Radish Spirit. He was awesome. He was like, come on, I'll take you upstairs. No big deal. But a lot of them aren't. The Radish and, Spirit is going to be my second cosplay. <laughs> <laughs> Brian, I'm going to have to ask you to keep your shirt on. He was great, man. I love that guy. So, but you know what? Still better than trying to cosplay the baby. I'm just saying. I bite on nipples. It was coming. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah I, I you're not wrong in that they they look down on humans but i i feel like a, a lot of that is a earned you know as you and you obviously mentioned but the other times a lot of these guys are sort of displaced this is this bathhouse is where they go to relax to get away from humans to get away from that world it's it's their refuge and the last thing they want to do is think of work when they're on vacation mm-hmm. kind of thing. I, I think like the, the movie can be summarized with the water spirit that comes in as the stinky monster. Yeah. And then you find that they're, when they pull everything out, it's like bicycles, fishing nets, all the stuff that he put into the water yeah. and that made him gross. Right. So yeah. you saw he repelled all the other spirits. They're like, go away, go away. But when they found out that it was actually he was he was corrupted by human nature. Mm-hmm. And once they cleared it all out, he was just like, oh, I'm better now. And then yeah, he went away. I'm good. And then he took off. Yeah. Yeah. But it feels like there's almost no redemption for for humanity. It, it feels like it. And the thing about it was it took a human to go that extra mile to redeem the spirit. And say, hey, there's something here. We just gotta pull over. Now, I don't know if that's human effort or because it, it really wasn't. It didn't take her. It wasn't a stretch for her to do that. Human so, curiosity or something like. That. Well, I think it's more along the lines of the innocence of a child. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the overreaching theme for this film is, in my opinion, uh, it's about greed versus kindness. Right, the corruption of No Face happens because of greed. Uh, yep. He he enters the bathhouse. He's in this environment where everything is capitalistic and, and it's all based on greed and everybody wants the gold and well, I can make gold. And, and he just, it's all about consumption, just mass consumption. And, and he's offset by kindness, by simple, basic acts of decency. Chihiro invites him in Chihiro, you know, thanks him for the tokens. And when he's it trying doesn't to actually ask for anything from him, Right, and when she when he's trying to buy her love, she's like, "No, I'm, I'm good, man. I just I gotta help my friend, so I'm a dip. I'll be back." And and he has this look of just complete, like he's forlorn, like he's lost, like he doesn't have any idea how to handle that because that whole bathhouse is a metaphor for just Western greed. That's why Yubaba's ha- Yubaba's room is all decorated in like European style. She's wearing like fancy European dress, and where all the people that work for her, they're all dressed in standard y- yukata and kimono, and they're they're you know living and they're sleeping on the floor, Japanese style with tatami mats and all that. But not her. Her house is all buttresses and pillows and shit. 
it's can I ask a question, sir? Yeah. Um, I just want to make sure that um, did you did you use the word forlorn? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It happens. We got to use the big words for this movie. <laughs> yeah i mean because he did like he when she rebukes him he look everybody like starts crowding him to give him all his admiration for his gold and he doesn't even he just looks over at her like where are you going like he has yeah. no idea what's happening it's it's heartbreaking i want to continue with this line of questioning sir um there's <laughs> not the source that was used for that forlorn I refuse to apologize for having a high school vocabulary. High school? <laughs> we all went to the same high school and Forlorn the first time has appeared in, in our podcast. Forlorn, sir. Uh, who sent you? <laughs> you're, on, you're, you're still on Forlorn and you just ignored the fact that he also said rebuked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I figured rebuke came from him living in Florida. I was able to... <laughs> Uh, uh. I, was able to, I was able to explain that one. But Forlorn, like the first thing I thought was four score, seven years. I mean, before, <laughs> that's the one. I want to thank you guys. Just <laughs> thank you for being positive forlornment to my existence. <laughs> I don't know that that's the right use of it. Sure. Right? Absolutely. Nailed it. Good job. Yeah, trust it. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhere in grandma's are gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> but yeah, I mean that's that's what this whole movie is to me. Uh, it's uh, again re- I've watched this a thousand times. And that's the the two themes that I always come come back to. It, it's it's greed versus kindness. Haku's kindness to Chihiro, it's shown early on. There's this great moment where he he's got to take her across the bridge, right? Shit's real. Her parents are turned into pigs. Her whole world is falling down around her. And he's like, we got to cross this bridge. You need to hold your breath. If you breathe even once, we are fucked. And she's like, okay, this is a 10-year-old girl. She holds her breath. She tries to make it across the bridge. Doesn't quite make it. Frog freaks her out. And instead of berating her, he doesn't. He He acknowledges that what she's going through is hard that you know that she's afraid and he comforts her instead of berating her simple mm-hmm. kindness that's that's what wins this whole movie is every single instance where simple kindness is used instead of a monetary reason or, or greed and and that's and to me that's that's what this whole movie is about it's just be fucking kind not just mm-hmm. to to each other but to the river, right? Be kind to to the earth itself. I mean, if anything, I mean, we can all agree the river spirit is absolutely an allegory yeah. towards pollution of the earth. And and yep. just be fucking kind. <laughs> this whole movie is is about. And don't, don't take, don't take, because everything yeah. was about taking. The parents took. Yeah. The you know everything. Oh, that quickly. Yes, the movie is pretty much don't be a selfish bastard. Right. <laughs> Yo, that escalated quickly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I forgot to mention this was my first time watching it. So that was great, right? So that I'm a grown ass man, and that opening act is scary as shit. <laughs> she comes mm-hmm. back, and they are 
I love it because the, the voice acting, they did such a good job. As they're eating, they're snorting as they're talking. Yeah. That's right. Daddy's got money. And I'm like, boy, they telegraphed the shit out of that. But it's so great. <laughs> she comes back and they're, and it's terrible. Imagine being 10 years old. That's horrifying. It's so good. It's scary. I love it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and nobody was killed on that one. So. Damn oh, close. Damn shout close. Out, shout out to the suit demons, to the suit guys. <laughs> I, I happy, you know. Yeah, I the creature design in this is second to none. It's stellar. Everything from the paper faced boat patrons to the radish spirit to Kamaji the boiler man Kamaji, with his multiple yeah. arms. Yo, Kamaji. All those arms, those tiny, tiny little legs. Yeah, and, and I mean no face, uh, talk about iconic. Aku, his dragon form. Oh Jesus. The list goes on. Those paper birds. Yeah, yeah, the little the battle the with the paper thing? birds. Oh yeah, oh. with the uh, God, those are um. They have a, they have they're great. Yeah, that was beautiful. I was like, oh my god. So there's so many amazing, beautiful moments in this. I, and I, I, I try to write notes for all of them, but there's just so many, and is it's stupid little things that make my animation nerd lose his shit, and it's things like. When they arrive at the tunnel to go to the at the beginning of the movie, and she's the parents get out of the car, and she's like, "I'm staying in the car," and she decides to get out of the car, but she gets out of the car in such a hurry that she forgets she still has her flowers. So she turns around, she puts the flowers in through the window on the chair. All of that is is conscious decision making by the animators Mm -hmm. that you don't even think about as a person, and then it it makes it so real. That behavior it's more relatable, yeah. That behavior is so re- I have watched my nine-year-old son do shit like that. Like just space out on something, realize it, go back, put it back. That's they don't have to do these things, but it's those are the details, those are the little touches that make Ghibli movies better than everybody else. Because they think mm-hmm. about those things and they make those conscious decisions. Brian, you talked about that. Uh, and when we covered Totoro and you talked about how they put the bottle in the creek and things like that, that's, that's, it's the little things that no one thinks about. That's that Ghibli I, magic. They, I think they are really good when it comes to the, just an element of water, except for tears. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the exception of tears. The water, uh, when they, when she was walking across the water, heading toward, uh, uh, on the, uh, on, on the train tracks. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? They probably never showed the clarity of the water until after the river spirit was purified. Right. But like everything. That was some Zephyr Hills type water right there. <laughs> it's so good. Actually, you bring up the water and it's like, uh, actually, if you think about it, a lot of the spirits, the level of transparencies, and it's like, a lot of that is drawn. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's, it's insane. It's insane. Uh, there's this this little shimmy she does when she's really frustrated and she doesn't want to go in with her parents. And her parents are like, come on, Chihiro. And she's like, no. And she doesn't want to go. And she's, she's doing this little shimmy. It's so easy for an animator to just go. She's just going to say no and make a frowny face. But they don't. They, they put body language into her. And it's mm-hmm. so natural. And it just, those are the little things. The parents snorting as they eat. The backgrounds and the way that everything is so lived in. It, that's Ghibli magic, and that's every other anime we ever cover. Never comes close to this. This is why they're masters of what they do. 
because of these things. And and sure, a lot of anime has moments where you go, wow, that was in, like Akira. A lot of just mm-hmm. really amazing moments. But it's so smooth. God, like uh, when she was running on that one pipe, it's like that. that it, oh, right, when she ran down the stairs, too, it's like. It is yeah. just so insanely smoothly animated. It's like, how? You know what else was smooth animation? But it reminded me of Project Echo when they're when they right at the beginning when they're driving, they make the I guess the right turn to mm-hmm. go up the hill. Man, that was that stuff like that is beautifully drawn to me because it feels it shows just depth and scope of terrain. Something so yeah. simple. That could be easily ignored or shown in, in a less complex way, and and they take the time to do it, and that's that's the magic of it. That's the thing that makes the studio so so good. That's why make, that's what makes them the best. Like I would spend, you know how there are people who they'll go to set locations, right? Yeah. And they will they actually hunt for the set locations of like said something that was in Star Wars. Or something that was in the kind of Monte Cristo, the big elephant that was in there, right? Yeah, yeah. I would, I, I felt like I would lose money looking for that left turn because I felt it, 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 for that right turn because I know it just has to be in Japan somewhere, right? Of course mm-hmm. it does, right? Like all of its influence, like, and I think that's you know same thing with uh, Totoro with this film. They inspired by real locations. Like the this town that they're supposed to be moving to is inspired by a real place. It's not a one to one, but yeah, that's, that's you're gonna find that stuff just everywhere. It's again, I I could I could talk about the let animation me, this all day long. Let me ask a uh, anime noob question, if you will. Yeah, go for it. Uh, so we we can automatically assume that Totoro and Spirit Away share the same universe. I don't see why you wouldn't. And that's in fact, mm-hmm. there's several Ghibli films that I would say are probably all part of like a shared universe. Not Grave of the Fireflies, no, <laughs> but definitely not Grave of the Fireflies. Well, yeah, it, it, it wouldn't have surprised me to see a Totoro at that bathhouse, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, someone's gonna have to skim through every single frame, check in the background, make sure there's not a tiny one hiding somewhere. Not all the reason why, suit guy. yeah, the, the little suit balls that's all the sure. reason. The soot sprites, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The soot sprites and their sprinkles. The soot sprites get sprinkles. It's so fucking cute. It you can't so even cute. handle it. Yeah, it's adorable. <laughs> that whole scene. They were adorable. It, well, the, one, the one falls with the coal and she helps and the rest of them are like, well, fuck this job. I mean, that's so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and the guy's like, you can't take another person's job. You can't do that. <laughs> I, they, they do this thing in that scene where Kamaji's hanging on his little metal wheel to get their attention to come out and and mm-hmm. it's quick but they literally animate the rattle of the wheel it's the, the wheels got this like squiggly shake to it it's i don't know why that gives me a goosebumps every time i see it this is just like that metal rattling thing it's like yeah i feel it on the back <laughs> of my neck i love that shit so much stupid things i love like how chihiro has no spatial awareness I don't know how many 10-year-olds you've ever met. They have no spatial awareness. She has none. It's beautiful. She bumps her head after thanking Kamaji. Like, oh, don't forget to thank him. Boom. Oh, sh-. Like, that's just so fucking nine-year-old. Trips <laughs> over, like, trips over flat surfaces. It's, yeah. just, it's just normal. 
<sighs> this whole thing will be explained away with a concussion. Just... <laughs> <laughs> the scene in the garden where Brian loves her crocodile tears. Uh, baseball tears? Let's call them baseball tears because that's what, like, she's, she's tearing grapes. They seem like they're fake. They were like the tears of the genuine soul. I mean, they were like self contained water balloons. <laughs> uh, it's such a good moment, though, because uh, it's the first moment since all the chaos started that she has a chance to reflect on her situation. She's been so busy getting the job, trying to be brave in the face of Yubaba. Good Lord, you see a face like that, make anybody cry. She keeps it hey, together. You had to do was pretty much hide under Ubaba's nose, and that would have been fine. Yeah, <laughs> she keeps it together the whole time until that moment when she finally has a chance to breathe. When she's with Haku after seeing her parents as pigs, like the revelation that this is really happening to me. Those are my parents, and she gets this moment to break down, and he just comforts her with rice. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like that's comfort food of the highest order. It's just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Have a little giddy. The world will be the world will be better if you eat them. Yeah, that's, that's it. Can you just dissect Yababa for a second. I think I think it's a great idea. Ninety percent knows. So what the fuck, Kami was she supposed to be? I mean, like you, you, you know how the, the one thing about allegories, you know, mm -hmm. this is supposed to be an allegory of pollution, or right. or this is supposed to be about greed, right? Right. Yeah. Well, they made it sound like she was just a witch. Yeah. Yeah, she's like the personification of Western greed, sort of. Um but she has to she has to work within a bound. She's she has contracts. The same as her sister. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like they can't violate the their law is the thing. It's like so Yubaba has to be that way. Like she can't be nice. She can't right. she can't go and pat she hear her on the head and say, it's okay, let's chart it over again. She has to follow her nature. and Which is screwed up because then she has a giant baby running around wearing only an apron. Yeah, that too. <laughs> so that's, and, that's and, and it's her And it's a, t it's a t yes, you're absolutely right. She's in her lane. And that's, mm -hmm. that's kind of like yeah. the roles of Kami, right? Like Kami in, in general, the spirits have a, a job. They have a role that they must fulfill. And, and it's something that they... It has to do with the, the concept of duty and having your, your duty and having to, to adhere to that um, and doing that to the best of your ability, no matter what. And it's she is that. But I, it's such a testament to her character when Haku confronts her and she's like, let's kill those parents. You know, let's get those pigs. They got to be ready to kill. And Haku's like, something really important to you is missing. And her first thought is to look at the gold. Mm -hmm. First thought is, oh, money. Where's my money? And it takes several beats for her to finally think about it and look over at her kid and go, he has been eating a fuck ton of chocolate. Like, that ain't right. And it just <laughs> it takes way too long for that to click. And it's a testament to her character, of her staying in her lane, of her being this this personification of Western greed. It's It's great. But that's exactly it. But if you'll notice at the end, too, is Chihiro does bow to her as a yeah. show of respect, even at the end. And I think I think that's one thing that some some people miss is you can you can't have the good without the bad. So they both must be mutually respected at the same time. Right. So you can't right. you know, you have to accept that even the bad spirits, 
They are that way because they have to be that way. They have to teach you a lesson the same way that the good ones have to teach you a lesson. It's a very deep. And in the end, she was still honorable. Like she still yep. held up her end of the agreement. She still did mm-hmm. everything like she, they agreed uh, she was going to test her and she did. And she'd let her go. Like no, no harm, mm-hmm. no foul. Like, all right, see you later. That she was forlorn about losing her baby. She was. I said, what an excellent use of the word, Brian. Well done. Thank you. <laughs> I, and I, I, I really, I'm really good. Forlorn is my super. Your word of the. <laughs> it's your super dimension fortress, Matt Cross. I love it. So uh, some of the musings that I had for this, obviously, when it comes to Ghibli, there's books worth of stuff you can read about these films. And if you ever so feel ever so inclined, you more than welcome to dive into it. I'm not going to waste all your time with it. But some of the stuff I wrote down were sort of the fun things uh, that, again, he decided to write the screenplay after spending time with the 10 year old daughter of his friend. Uh, who was a film's associate producer, and they came to his house each summer, decided he wanted a role model for, for 10-year-old girls. And I thought that was pretty admirable. It was uh, defamed Pixar uh, animator John Lasseter uh, that managed to convince Miyazaki to let Disney distribute the film. I don't know. Bad with the good? Is that how we're going to treat that one? <laughs> <laughs> And he was EP for its English dub, which uh, to comment on the English dub, stellar. Disney does not fuck around with their dubs. I love that they cast Susan Egan Egan as as Lynn. Uh, you remember her as Meg from Hercules. She's great in those kinds of roles. Uh, and uh, little Lilo Davy Chase, she played Chihiro in the English dub. It is, and I mean that's just the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole plethora of amazing bulk of talent on this, both in the Japanese version and the, the English dub. Uh, those are just the two I wrote down because they were fun. <laughs> <clears throat> already talked about this movie made big. Oh, Yubaba's son has a name. It's never said in the movie, uh, but his name is Bo. B-O-H. I did know that. I didn't know that. Did they say it in the movie? I didn't hear it. Yeah. They- I learned it from Wikipedia. <laughs> ah, Wikipedia is a win. Yeah. Brian did I homework. I think they say it in the movie. They, they, oh, okay. they, they only say it like twice. So you don't yeah. really. I, it doesn't count. It, it, comes back it doesn't across. count if it's. Uh, sorry. It doesn't count if it's those three heads. Because all they say is bo. No, 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 no. <laughs> Yo, can we just say some of the, some of the creature designs really had me on. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> those three heads. I'm going to have nightmares. <laughs> the no, man. The oh little, my the god little, the little vulture with the with the mini ubaba head on it that shit yes that was creepy <laughs> uh, here's a fun one for you the cleansing of the river spirit is apparently based on a real incident in miyazaki's life where he persi- mm-hmm. participated in the cleaning of a river and removing amongst other things a bicycle that's a fun one oh and the real reason that we decided to cover this is i mean on top of the fact that it's also for ghibli fest is that the live-action stage play of Spirited Away is playing in Ghibli Fest. And uh, Mm -hmm. it will be airing the week of this episode's release. So I highly encourage anyone and everyone listening to go out and check that out because it is a rare thing for Miyazaki to greenlight a live-action version of any of his works. 
Uh, it's only been done a handful of times. This is one of them. Um, Nausicaa got a Kabuki, which was pretty badass, I heard. Would love to see that get recorded and brought over. Um, so yeah, so take a moment to go appreciate the stage play version of Spirited Away at Ghibli Fest uh, coming this week. So GG on a pillow. GG from Kiki's Delivery Service was on a pillow in uh, Bo in Bo's room. Yeah, you find a moment when when Chihiro wanders into the room. Uh, one of the first shots is a fuck ton of pillows everywhere in that room. But on the left side of the screen, you'll see uh, Gigi on a pillow. That's uh, one of the few so, Easter eggs I could find. Definitely. Oh, also cool that the soot demons again only interacted with the kid, with Chihiro. Yeah. Yeah. Kind, it is. Kind of, he was aware of them. Right. For more of a more of a overseer type, but they actually, you know, when they took care of her shoes and stuff like that, I was like, right. "Kudos, touche, suit demons." <laughs> <laughs> and I, I do like that Lynn treats them like like pets. Like Lynn would Lynn, mm -hmm. Lynn is the one that gives them the sprinkles, and she comes in with her basket yeah. full of sprinkles, and she's like she's feeding pigeons. It's great. It's <laughs> her inner old lady. Here, yeah, yeah. I mean, and who's to say how old Lynn is? You know, you're stuck exactly. in that spirit realm. God only knows. So I think that's all the notes I've got. I, this this movie is again just stupid gorgeous. Um, you guys want to go ahead and take down final thoughts on this one? I did have one random question. Bring it on. Does the father still have a job? Because <laughs> <laughs> they thought it was only like a day, but the car is dusty. It has leaves and branches and. They've been yeah. gone for a while. I mean, are, are uh, they going to come out to where, like, there's missing, po you know, have you seen these people? What about the house that we're just moving into? <laughs> yes. Great question. Has yeah. it been sold? Has it just, that was the only thing that came to my brain was, like, is this going to be, like, they were yeah. gone for five years and nobody knows what happened? Did it slip away? Did the blip happen? <laughs> right, yeah. It was this the quantum realm? Were they with Ant-Man? <laughs> No, it's a good question. Yeah, I, I, it, Ghibli has a way of doing that, leaving you with some lingering questions with their films. Um, and as we, we keep you talking the, about it, yeah. As as we cover the rest of these uh, Ghibli Fest movies, this, this year is going to be fun. There's a lot of really great stuff uh, to talk about. While you're correct about lingering questions, it has nothing to do about the message that they're trying to portray. It's not like Ghost of the Show where you have like right. a crisis. At the end, no, it, it's. No, no. Oh, I really wish that we had like a supplemental episode or even a better yeah. um, about what happened. Yeah, you're right. This doesn't leave you thinking about its themes. It, it more so it, it leaves you wishing that we're uh, we're another thirty minutes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's kind of or more. Uh, and based on what I read, right. I guess originally this was intent. This would have if he would have shot this the way he storyboarded it, it would have been over three hours long. So there's clearly a lot of story there that they didn't get to explore. Can I say one of the things that the the, the before I give my thought? Yeah, no, go for it. Thing that irked me: how dismissive their parents were about the whole ordeal. Yeah, sure. They didn't have and, a nightmare yeah. about being pigs. No, they woke up on the other side of the thing. Just go ahead, don't turn back. Just keep going. Mom, Dad, I see you. Hurry up. Walk away. You could be in trouble. No, you could be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, 
And isn't it just the way, right? Like that's sort of the whole the whole deal, right? That it wouldn't matter if she tried to explain it to them. They would be just as dismissive of her. You know, it's like, oh, Chihiro, your imagination is something else. Because that's because her parents, parents were part of the problem. Her parents mm-hmm. were represented representations of that greed too, right? He's driving an Audi. He's got his like Western polo jeans combo thing going on. As oh, daddy's got credit cards. Don't worry about it. Played by Michael Chiklis in the U.S. dub, <laughs> by the way, excellent casting, and, and so they're they're part of that whole problem. That you know we got money, money solves everything, greed issues, and that's so. Of course, they're dismissive of Chihiro. That kindness would be lost on them completely. So it felt like the lesson was just for Chihiro. Yeah, you know, because it's like your parents are too. It's too late to save them. Yeah, they so, can't be helped. <laughs> it's too late to save them. We're not going to be. Do anything affect any type of emotional change in them? So <laughs> you have to save them. Remember the lesson: don't be yeah. a dick. Don't don't be them. <laughs> what did you learn? Don't be selfish bastards. Not, not to be my parents. What I think I felt like I knew that going in. I mean, <laughs> right. I mean, I didn't eat the food. <laughs> right. Exactly. I think I was born more from a place of fear than respect, right? Like she was more freaked mm. out at the whole prospect. But by the end of it, it's a different situation where she was more, I don't know, open to kindness. That feels cliche to use the word, but that's. What it, it felt is. like she was, she, she got strength from being justified in her right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> yes. In her righteousness, you know. Oh, I'm scared. I'm nervous. No, no, no. You're the one who figured this out. Okay, you know what? I would have did this. Or the things that she was doing is what saved the bathhouse. Sure. As opposed Absolutely. to tried and true. So they continue to be innocent and pull bicycles out of monsters. You know. Every every instance of something going right at the bathhouse was a direct result of Chihiro's kindness. Mm-hmm. Getting no face out, fixing the river spirit, saving Haku, everything that went right was because of her simple kindness. So that's, to me, the moral of it all. Mm-hmm. So, Brian, you, you want to take us out? What are your final thoughts? I don't know if I'm... I have to be this way because this is the way our our show is set up, but with all the jokes that we made about the show, it doesn't change the fact of the matter that it is a fantastic film. Fantastic. I would suggest this to anybody. I would just say make sure you have subtitles. I watch the subtitles. Um, Make sure you, you have subtitles. I really enjoyed it. And I'm thankful to to be a part of it, to be part of this review of it. Thank you. Yeah, um, Lynette. I now I I always do this to you. I give it, hand it over to you, and then I ask you like an idiot whether or not you've seen it. I know you've seen Spirited Away. Oh yeah, it's at least not even a question. I know you. No seen face Spirited is Away. also my favorite. So you and I. Fuck yeah. No face forever. <laughs> yeah, what's that? So how, did, how, how do you feel about it? <laughs> I, I loved it. I mean, every time I watch it, I see something new about it. And I was just thinking about it is because of Ghibli Fest coming. 
I'm putting it out in the ether. We need a cat bus DVD holder with a no face plush as the driver. That'll <laughs> just make it the best ever. So, you know, Ghibli, if you guys are listening, give us the cat bus with no face as the driver. That's and right. You can ask for anything. Really, <laughs> Miyazaki-san. Maybe I know you're a longtime right. listener of the show, <laughs> big fan. We oh, always appreciate your feedback. Been with us from the start. Uh, yeah, talk to your marketing department. Get us a, a cat bus-shaped Blu-ray box set with a no-face driver, <laughs> and charge us whatever you want. You can George <laughs> Lucas retire for life off the money you can make off of that. <laughs> oh, we know he wouldn't retire. He'd say he retired, then he'll release another movie. <laughs> Retire for the time. Right. <laughs> Retire for now. Um, because <laughs> as an artist, can you ever really retire? I mean, really. Uh, if if you're if you're a creative person, you don't just shut that off. And so there's always a part of you that's that's going to create. You know, whether or not you consider yourself working when you do it or not i guess is the the line in the sand on that one but i don't think i don't think you ever retire from being creative so i i miyazaki's just using words <laughs> like he's <laughs> spitting meaningless words because he'll never stop inventing things and creating worlds you know yeah, I'm pretty sure he's just saying, yeah, I'm retiring to get people to stop asking when the next movie's coming out. <laughs> That's right. Instead of, I'll get there when I get there. It's more like, I'm retired. No, it's... <laughs> oh, man. All right, Vic, you're up, buddy. What do you think? Spirited away. Uh, well, it it is visually a fantastic movie. Uh, Story-wise, it's great. I mean... As you saw, it took all, it took us all like three to four minutes of the what we didn't like, and everything else was just gushing over the movie. So obviously, it's a good movie. Um, it's right up there with other great animated classics. I would put it up there with some of Disney's best. It's just that good. I mean, I don't know what else I can say besides uh, watch it. Yeah, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Spirited Away, you should have tuned out. 50 minutes ago go watch it mm -hmm. um this is it's famous for a reason and and it's not like a tongue-in-cheek famous like some of these academy award winning winning films that you go why did i just waste two hours of my life watching that this is it's beautiful it's, it is it, good stuff it's on the top 10 list of, I don't know how many lists of greatest films of all time for reasons. Uh, it tells an excellent story, has an excellent message, if you're just willing to let it tell it to you. Um, watch. watch it. Watch it a lot. Watch mm -hmm. it over and over again. Uh, you'll get something out of it every time. I know I do. Every time. An increased love of no face. Oh, yeah. I get every time. I never, <laughs> never, ever get tired of that. No face is the best. So yeah, that's going to do it for this uh, Ghibli Fest themed episode. Uh, until next time, keep calm and you know, just just be kind to one another. Spay and neuter your pets. No, spay not, and not neuter your pets. That's yeah, spay and neuter your pets. You've just been privy to the mindless midlife musings of the anime nerd presented by Geek Grotto. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Geek Grotto. 
For show notes and corrections, or for general geeky fun, you can visit our website at geek-grotto.com. If you would like to sponsor the show, you can do so on the podcast's Red Circle host site, redcircle.com slash shows slash M-M-M-A-N. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast app, please like, follow, and subscribe. 